tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola Madridistas, this is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on April 12th, 2022 from New York City. It was a match that entirely lived up to its billing as Real Madrid hosted Chelsea at the Bernabeu today in the second leg of their Champions League quarterfinals tie and a highly intense game of dramatic swings saw Real go from three goals down and on the doorstep of elimination to earning a 3-2 comeback defeat to the Blues that will see the Whites advance to the semifinals 5-4 on aggregate. With the exception of the suspended Militao, Ancelotti went with the same starting lineup that he used in the first leg last week as Mendy, Alaba, Nacho, and Carvajal were at the back, Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz were in the midfield, and Benzema, Vinicius Jr., and Valverde were up front to form the base 4-3-3, with Courtois once again behind them all in front of the goal. Going into this clash, it felt that the first goal, particularly if it were to come early, was going to be a massive tone-setter, either taking the air out of Chelsea's hopes for a comeback or rattling Real's nerves about the prospects for preserving their advantage. And unfortunately for the home side, it would be the latter scenario that would come to fruition. Chelsea started off once again pressing Madrid high, but Real looked as confident and composed passing through it as they had last week in London. But unlike last week, and perhaps on account of the advantage that they enjoyed coming into this game, Real were a bit more on their heels when Chelsea did have the ball in the attacking half, falling back into what looked to be a 5-4-1 formation that seemed intent on only denying the final ball in the box. Chelsea enjoyed plenty of space to pass the ball about through open lanes and for players to run as all but Benzema showed no interest in closing down on the ball and the visitors would take advantage of that cautious defensive approach a quarter of an hour in. A build-up on the left side produced Timo Werner's through ball that connected with Mason Mount as he ran past Carvajal into the top of the box and with space in front of him, he beat Courtois towards the right post to make it 1-0 Chelsea and send rumblings of worry throughout the Bernabeu stands. The worries seemed to also be in the minds of the Madrid players, as the confidence and steadiness of their possession in the face of Chelsea's pressing just disappeared. Real had much more difficulty advancing the ball out of their own half, as passes got intercepted or were sent wayward altogether, and Chelsea's own confidence became ever apparent in the direct nature of their play when they had the ball. Real's defensive interventions, such as blocking crosses or intercepting balls played into the box, did well to keep the Blues at bay while they were in pursuit of goal number two, but it was clear that the visitors were very much in control of the game as they looked like the only side that was likely to get the game's next goal. The only player for Real who acquitted himself somewhat well in the attacking half over the first 45 minutes was Benzema, who did everything that he could to have an influence, dropping deeper into both the left and right side of the midfield to aid in possession, sending a deflected shot over the bar in the 23rd minute and pressing high all by himself in an effort to win the ball back. But his effort alone wouldn't be enough to keep Real from looking entirely flat during a first half, which didn't see them register a single shot on goal. Halftime didn't do much to change Real's approach or production as Chelsea just resumed control of the game right from the restart. 
and after Reese James won a corner in the 50th minute with a shot that was supposedly deflected out by Modric according to the referee, despite the replays indicating otherwise, Rudiger was able to get the ball in from Mason Mount above the 6-yard box as he was left completely unmarked, muscled Modric out of the way, and headed it in towards the right post to make it 2-1 Chelsea in the 51st minute, completely throwing the tie back wide open. Real would finally wake up in the face of the stunning turnaround as they finally began to present a threat in the attacking third. Carvajal's cross-in for Benzema had him set up to fire at the goal from the left side of the box in the 54th minute, save for a perfect Reese James interception from behind, and then a Cruz direct free kick from above the box in the 56th minute forced Edward Mendy to make a save. A 59th minute build-up on the left side had Furland Mendy crossing a ball just beyond Benzema's touch in front of the goal, and Valverde's shot from the right side of the box in the 61st minute went high. But it looked like Chelsea had completely turned the tie around a minute later when a break ended with Marco Solanzo putting the ball into the top right corner from the left side of the box, but VAR correctly intervened to chop that score off as the replay showed that he had handled the ball to control it after it had ricocheted off of Carvajal just before he shot it. Not long after that, Benzema was only inches away from restoring Real's advantage in the tie as he got his head to Mendy's cross in the right side of the box and hit the crossbar. With Chelsea still having the better of the run of play on balance, Ancelotti made the first of his key substitutions as he replaced a none-too-pleased Cruz with Camavinga in the 73rd minute, but before the change could take effect, Chelsea would strike again in the 75th minute. Old friend Mateo Kovacic played Werner into the box on the left with a through ball, and after he eluded both Casemiro and Alaba cutting in towards his right, he put the ball off of Courtois and into the back of the net to make it 3-0 in favor of the Blues to really put Real on the brink. Ancelotti had no choice but to sacrifice his defense to try to bring Real back as he replaced Mendy, who was harshly whistled off with Marcelo and Casemiro with Rodrigo in the 78th minute. And after Courtois saved Havertz's header right after the change to keep the game from being killed off, Real would finally get on the scoreboard to get themselves back into the tie. Alaba's interception in the attacking half sparked a quick break on the left side, and after the ball ended up with Modric, he crossed the ball in with the outside of his right boot for Rodrigo to run onto it in the right side of the box and volley it into the back of the net to make it 3-1 Chelsea in the 80th minute. Modric would then try himself to restore Madrid's aggregate advantage with a shot from distance that was saved in the 82nd minute, and then Madrid really had to suffer defensively for the better part of the next dozen minutes not so much because Nacho had to limp off and be replaced by Lucas Vasquez in the 88th minute, which forced the undersized Carvajal to shift over to center back, but more so because Chelsea were especially dangerous in the final third, with Pulisic missing great chances from above the six-yard box in second-half stoppage time. But the Blues weren't able to get a late winner to avoid the game going into extra time. They did, however, generate a great early chance to put Real under some pressure, as Reese James found space in front of him to run into the right side of the attacking half, and a shot from above the box went just over the goal in the 94th minute. The Whites were somewhat lucky to avoid a blow there, and they would in turn connect with their own counterpunch a couple of minutes later. Camavinga, who had played well after coming on, would spark a break by winning the ball back in the attacking half and quickly playing it forward to Vinny on the left wing. He'd get himself into the box and chip the ball to the center of the box, where Benzema attacked it with his head and put it past Edward Mendy towards the left post to make it 3-2 Chelsea on the night, but 5-4 Real on aggregate. 
but Chelsea were not ready to concede anything after suffering that stunning blow as they had plenty of time to at least get the game to penalties, let alone get a winner. And they would put Real under some serious pressure to get some great chances as the game wound down. A break in the 114th minute ended with Ziyech forcing a save from the left side of the box. Havertz got into the end of a Reese James cross in the right center of the box and headed wide of the near post in the 117th minute. And Jorginho's shot from the top of the box in the 119th minute went wide right of the goal. That would turn out to be Chelsea's last good chance and Real was able to see out the final few minutes to make it to the final whistle that confirmed the comeback defeat that was celebrated like an outright victory as it secured Real's place in the Champions League semi-finals. And then Ronaldo! Oh! What a oh! goal Cristiano Ronaldo! Sensational! Let's break down the individual performances from Real Madrid's win in defeat today. Starting up front, Karim Benzema rated as an 8. He was far and away Madrid's best player over the first half, and for me, he was their best player in the game overall. His direct free kick in the 11th minute went over the bar, but once Real went down soon thereafter, he was the one who showed the most life when Real had the ball, dropping deeper to aid in possession and playmaking, and he was the only player committed to pressing the Blues high up the pitch. His 23rd minute shot got deflected over the goal to win a corner, and he'd get booked in the 37th minute for fouling Thiago Silva as he won an aerial challenge. In the second half, a great Reese James intervention denied him a chance in the left side of the box in the 54th minute, and then he'd head the ball off of the crossbar in the 66th minute, but he'd finally put the ball into the back of the net in extra time as he got onto the end of a Vinny cross in the center of the box in the 96th minute to head home the goal that won Madrid the tie. Vinicius Jr. rated as a 6. He had some good moments early in the game on the left side, most notably when he blew by Reese James to draw a foul and win a free kick just above the box in the 11th minute. But once Chelsea assumed control after their opening goal, he was of minimal influence in the attack. He did however track back on one occasion to shoulder Loftus-Cheek off of the ball and halt a Chelsea break in the 41st minute. He didn't have much success up front after halftime as he was well defended whenever he got the ball into the attacking third and he gave the ball away in the defensive half a few times as well but he would finally leave his mark on the game as he got to Camavinga's through ball on the left wing in the 96th minute, got into the box and picked out Benzema in the center of the penalty area with a chipped cross that set up the Frenchman's goal. Danny Ceballos replaced him in the 115th minute to bring some additional defensive presence on in order to see out the finish. Fede Valverde rated as a 5. He was far less impactful in this game as compared to his performance in London last week and he was one of several players who was nowhere to be found over the course of the first half. The low light of his first 45 minutes came in the 12th minute as he got tackled in the defensive half to turn the ball over and spark a quick and dangerous Chelsea break. He did get slightly better after halftime though, starting with his shot from the right side of the box in the 61st minute that went just over the bar, and in the 68th minute, he'd make an important foul of Kovacic to halt a Chelsea break, which earned him a yellow card. And while he never showed much of what he was able to produce running forward with the ball at his feet in the first leg, he would make some important defensive challenges late in extra time in this game, as he cleared a dangerous loose ball in the box in the 117th minute, and blocked Reese James's shot from above the box in the 123rd minute. In the midfield, Luka Modric rated as a 7. He was named the official man of the match, 
but he was also one of the players that didn't have his usual influence on the game during the first 45 minutes. He did do some good defensive work in the midfield though, as he intercepted passes to halt Chelsea breaks in both the first and second halves, and he would finally show his class in possession in the 80th minute when he got the ball on the counter and crossed it in from the left wing with his trademark outside of the right boot technique, setting up Rodrigo perfectly in the right side of the box for him to score Madrid's first. He then forced a save with a shot from distance a couple of minutes after that, and he'd play Vinny down the left wing with a good through ball in the 84th minute. In extra time, he came up with some important defensive plays as he halted a 93rd minute break with a tactical foul, intercepted a through ball in the 101st minute, and defended Pulisic well on his run in the right side of the box in the 111th minute. Casemiro rated as a 6. He made an important intervention just 6 minutes in when he tackled Timo Werner inside of the box to halt his forward run, but he didn't use enough of his physicality to assert himself defensively when Chelsea were enjoying possession during the first half as he wasn't closing down on the ball as much as he did last week. He also stole Benzema's ball intended for Modric above the box in the 32nd minute and wasted the chance when he fired the ball high over the goal. In the second half, he won a free kick above the box in the 55th minute when he drew a foul on N'Golo Kante with a good cutback move and he intercepted a cross in the box a minute later, but he couldn't make the tackle on Werner in the box before he scored in the 75th minute and with Madrid in desperate need of goals after going down three, Ancelotti would replace him with Rodrigo in the 78th minute. Tony Cruz rated as a 6. His performance in the midfield also dropped off relative to what he was able to do in the first leg, particularly after Chelsea scored their first goal and Madrid was so shaky in possession in the face of the Blues' high press. He did, to be fair, have an important tactical foul of Werner that halted a Chelsea break in the 44th minute. He improved after halftime, forcing a save with a direct free kick in the 56th minute and sparking a break in the 68th minute after he tackled Conte near the midfield and made a forward run in the attacking half. But he was not happy as he was the first player taken off by Ancelotti as Camavinga replaced him in the 73rd minute. And while the tactical switch did eventually pay off, surely Cruz had to be even more perturbed when Chelsea scored their third a couple of minutes after he was sent to the bench. In the back, Ferland Mendy rated as a 6. He actually played pretty solidly at the back in the first half, intercepting a cross in the box in the 8th minute, blocking a Reese James cross from the right side in the 26th minute, and heading a ball clear of the box in the 30th minute. In the second half, he cleared another ball out of the box in the 49th minute, and his 59th minute cross from the left went just beyond Benzema in front of the goal, but in the 62nd minute, his attempt to dribble near the midfield was almost costly as he was tackled to spark the Chelsea break that produced the Marcos Alonso goal that ultimately was disallowed. He'd bounce back from that miscue to cross the ball from outside of the box on the left to Benzema for his header in the 66th minute that went off of the crossbar, but he'd end up getting replaced by Marcelo in the 78th minute as Ancelotti needed more in the attack to try to rescue the game, and it was harshly unfair that he got whistled as he ran off as he didn't play poorly overall and his lone glaring mistake ended up being of no consequence. David Alaba rated as a 6. He was busy in the back right from the start as he intercepted a cross into the box in the 4th minute and he made an important sliding challenge to halt Werner's run inside of the box in the 12th minute. He'd make a few more defensive interventions in the first half but his passing out of the back on the day wasn't as sure-footed as it normally is as he turned the ball over on a couple of occasions. In the second half, 
He was cleverly eluded by Werner in the left side of the box before he scored Chelsea's third, but he made up for that a few minutes later when he won Madrid the ball back in the attacking half in the 80th minute, which sparked the break that ultimately produced Rodrigo's goal. Nacho rated as a 5. He didn't make his presence felt in the central defense on the night, not making a play of note at the back until he intercepted a through ball above the box in the 33rd minute. He intercepted a cross in the box just after halftime, but he was then largely anonymous up until he came way out of position to chase the ball and failed to get back in time during the build-up to Werner's 75th minute goal. He appeared to start suffering from leg cramps later in the second half and had to give way to Lucas Vasquez in the 88th minute. Danny Carvajal rated as a 6. He found himself on the wrong side of Mason Mount on his run into the box in the 15th minute for Chelsea's first goal, and while he did intercept crosses inside the box in the 21st and 26th minutes, luckily avoiding a penalty on the latter occasion when he yanked Werner down by the shirt, in the 32nd minute, he was looking at Mount's backside once again as he ran beyond him to get to Edward Mendy's long ball from a goal kick. In the second half, he played a perfect cross in for Benzema in the 54th minute and set up Valverde's 61st minute shot with another cross, and his sliding challenge in the 62nd minute produced the ricochet that caused Marco Alonso's goal to be disallowed for handball. He'd go on to make more interventions in both the second half and extra time, and he has to get extra credit for shifting to the center back role after Nacho went off injured, as he didn't allow his height disadvantage to be exploited by the Blues. As for the substitutes, Camavinga rated as a 7. He replaced Tony Cruz in the 73rd minute, much to the Germans' displeasure, but the gamble certainly paid off as he brought some much-needed physicality to Madrid's midfield defense. He blocked Mount's 86th-minute shot inside the box, and he committed a smart tactical foul to halt a Chelsea break in second-half stoppage time, which got him booked. In extra time, he made a good run through the midfield on a 92nd-minute break, and in his most impactful moment of the game, he won the ball on the left side of the midfield and quickly played Vinny down the wing in the 96th minute to start the counter that produced Real's second goal. He'd shoot over the bar from distance following a 103rd minute break and intercept the ball into the box from a corner in the 119th minute as part of his strong, impactful performance. Marcelo rated as a 6. He took Ferland Mendy's spot in the 78th minute to provide some more attacking punch, and in the 80th minute, he'd make a contribution to that end as he played the forward pass to Modric on the left wing during the counter that led to Madrid's first goal. He turned the ball over in the attacking half with a bad throw-in early on in extra time, but it was a pleasant surprise to see him turn back the clock and make some good defensive interventions as he won the ball back in the 104th minute, blocked a cross in the 113th minute, and headed a ball in from a free kick clear in the 118th minute. Rodrigo rated as an 8 he made an immediate and ever-important impact after going on for Casemiro in the 78th minute as he made a well-timed run and got onto the end of Modric's cross in the right side of the box to volley home Madrid's first goal in the 80th minute. And that infusion of new life totally changed the atmosphere in the Bernabeu. He also made a tackle in the attacking half to win the ball back a couple of minutes later, blocked the cross in the 89th minute, and blocked another ball out in the 102nd minute as he was eagerly running about to do the necessary defensive work to help Madrid's cause. Lucas Vasquez rated as a 6. He replaced the cramping Nacho in the 88th minute, which forced Carvajal into the center-back role, and he was most noticeable when Madrid had the ball, with his best moment coming in the 102nd minute when he made a good run into the attacking half on a break and drew a foul to win a free kick. 
Danny Ceballos as the final substitute, I did not give a rating. He went on for Vinicius in the 115th minute to add some fresh legs and more size onto the pitch for the defensive work needed to close out the game. And in addition to pressing high on occasion, he won a free kick in the attacking half after getting to a loose ball first and drawing a foul in the 121st minute. Finally in front of the goal, Thibaut Courtois rated as a 6. It was a somewhat tough day at the office for the Belgian as he saw Chelsea light up the scoreboard three times. And while he couldn't have done anything to stop the first two goals or Alonso's disallowed third, he was a little bit unlucky to see Werner's goal go off of him and yet still find the back of the net to make it 3-0. But he made a huge save of a Havertz header in the 78th minute that kept the Blues from killing the game and the tie. And the magnitude of that stop would only be emphasized when Rodrigo scored a couple of minutes later. He had a nervous moment in the 110th minute handling a back pass, but he skillfully avoided Havertz's sliding challenge inside the box, and he caught a ball in from across in the 122nd minute as his final act to help secure the victory. It was an absolutely thrilling game that served as the perfect advertisement for Champions League football, as it was full of big performances and big moments from start to finish, and Chelsea's effort has to be applauded as they did a complete 180 as compared to their first leg showing and very nearly pulled off an historic comeback. But Madrid's never-say-die ethos was on full display as they kept up the fight even after being outplayed for the vast majority of the first 75 minutes, and with that approach, the Whites were able to pull the two goals back that while insufficient to win the game, were enough to win the tie. Much like the comeback against PSG in the round of 16 second leg, this remontada will go down in the books as yet another famous night in Real Madrid's long, storied history of Champions League competition. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Oh, what about that? What about that from Gareth Bale? Up next for Real Madrid, the Whites are back in action in La Liga as they travel to face Sevilla on Easter Sunday. Real beat Sevilla 2-1 at the Bernabeu back in November. And while Sevilla have been Madrid's nearest challengers for the majority of this season, their loss to Barcelona at the new Camp a couple of weekends ago was a significant setback to their title pursuit. On account of that defeat, Sevilla currently sit third in the table with 60 points from their 31 games, 12 points off of Madrid's pace, as they have won 16, drawn 12, and lost only 3. If they are to have any hopes of getting back into the title race, however slim those hopes may be, They'll have to get a win in this game, so Madrid should definitely expect a fight. And with Casemiro suspended for the contest as well, it's all but certain to be yet another difficult challenge for Real in their pursuit of the La Liga crown. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be after the match against Sevilla has concluded, so be sure to keep an eye out for a new episode to drop once the final whistle sounds. Until then, as always, Hala Madrid! Parió Zidane, gol del Madrid en el 45, gol de Zidane, Zidane, Real Madrid 2, Leverkusen 1.